You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Okay, we are live. FM 104.5, 106.1, Conroe Culture News, as we are every Monday at noon from Lone Star Community Radio, downtown Conroe, right next to the Branding Iron and Conroe Coffee. Uh, so we have a lineup of different people today. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, and we're going to hear, first of all, from some uh, wonderful winists, winer, winer people? Vintner. Vint, Vintner, sorry. Wine Vintners. And they're going to tell you all about their new place, new products. And they are from Blue Epiphany. Wait a minute. Blue Epiphany. It is right. Okay. I thought I was crazy for a second. <laughs> Blue Epiphany Winery in Conroe. And so they are Chris Dowell and James Barber. And then we're going to hear from uh, Cynthia Jameson from the Office of Emergency Man. Office of Emergency Management and Homeland Security, all about hurricane season, because we're right in the midst of that through November. And then uh, followed up by Jay Stilberg, who's the Democrat nominee for Montgomery County Judge. So a couple things. This show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic Center, located on Highway 105 next to Taco Bell, Conroe High School. And uh, they work with anybody, anybody to keep you healthy, keep you upright. It doesn't matter if you have back pain. They take uh, prenatal, baby. Babies. They do physicals, sports injuries, herniated disc, anything for a happy long life. That is Roger Stein Chiropractic. So coming up this week is Father's Day. We just had Mother's Day not too long ago. And now that we're in the midst of summer, uh, this next Sunday is Father's Day. So what are you going to do? Have you already got a gift? Well, we're going to talk about some things you can do at the vineyard in a few minutes. But of course, we can't go without mentioning the Branding Iron Custom Goods that's right next to us is a great ideal place to shop for men's custom accessories, t-shirts, Of course, they do printing, uh, screen printing and things like that. But if you want to pick up something unique, they have local local vendors. They have um, accessories for your mustache. They have the thing. I don't know what it's called. You guys might know the thing that uh, you smash up cocktail drinks with. It's a wooden uh, dowel kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know what that's called either. A muttler, a muttler. Okay, thank you, Cynthia. A muttler for mixed drinks. You know, if it's not in the wine bottle or beer bottle, I really don't know what it is, unless it's a mojito and I I go (laughs) to a beach somewhere and they serve me that. And it's already made up, so I don't know how it's even made. But so they have all kinds of really interesting, neat handmade stuff they have uh, even some wooden wood framed sunglasses that are very unique they have lps in there old lps so if you're looking for something really different to get dad go check it out and they're right next to us here on main street in downtown conroe another fun thing you could do is go to gospel sunday brunch at the red brick tavern and they have a specialized menu Every Sunday, only served during brunch, and you can hear live music while you're there. That starts about 10 30, 11 o'clock, and that is right down the street at 119 Simonton. And if you haven't been to downtown Conroe, you just need to get out here. Of course, we did have a little fender bender accident on the corner of Metcalf and Main a little while ago. I don't know what's going on with that, but it looks to be cleared up at this point, and it's going to be a beautiful day. So there's also a new bike shop in Conroe Coffee. So if dad uh, rides bikes for leisure or racing, if he wants to get ready for the Burn Your Buns bike ride that's always on July 4th with Bridgewood Farms, go right inside Conroe Coffee to Race Ready Repair. And they could either build your dream bike or make a few repairs on your original model. So go stop in, uh, grab an ice cream comb, a cup of coffee, a sandwich, and go visit them at Race Ready Repair. Of course, we have live music and food at uh, so many different venues. There are seven restaurants in downtown Conroe, good places to take dad and the family, and just make a weekend of it. So, you know, you can get live entertainment at at the Corner Pub, Pacific Yard House, and Red Brick Tavern every Friday and Saturday night. You can find out all about the different events by going to experiencedowntownconroe.com 
anytime and see monthly events. So we're just going to roll into our first guests here. We have uh, Chris Dowell and James Barber, and they're going to tell you about Blue Epiphany Vineyards. Welcome, gentlemen. Howdy. Good morning. Hey, afternoon. Yeah. So now it's drinking time, right? It is. So you have a bottle here. There it is. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. (laughs) B.E. That's their signature. What does 18 days mean? Does it mean you have 18 days to drink it? Well, is the, that the name of it? We don't. It, it is the name of it. Okay. So what does that mean? And how did you come up with that name? Well, we were, we tried to come up with a name for this wine and uh, we got to the 18th day and couldn't <laughs> come up with one. So we said, let's just keep it simple. Okay. Call it 18 days. I like it. I like it. So I don't have to wait 18 days to drink it. Absolutely though. not. Okay. We I can't reach that if you want to stick that over there. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how you got to have a vineyard and tell me, you know, what the things that you do there and how you're involved. And if people can come visit you, I'm thinking that's a yes. It is a yes. Okay. So how'd you get started? Well, I was uh, a sergeant at the sheriff's office for a long time and I was uh, on my night off watching a show about wine and drinking a glass of wine. And I thought, well, Hey, I think I could probably do that. So <laughs> just uh, that easy. It was, well, it was the epiphany. <laughs> and then suddenly you have blue epiphany. That, that was the blue epiphany. That was That's me. That's really nice. And, yeah, I like that. That, that, that was the, the changing moment. And so uh, I reached out to Chris and said, hey, do you want to jump off a cliff with me? And he said, sure. I grabbed his hand and we jumped. <laughs> so uh, The most fun adventures happen when you just do it, right? That's yep. right. A, a friend of mine told me, you don't know if your parachute's going to open unless you jump. So, I've done that. Yes, not parachute jumping, but <laughs> jumping off the edge when you don't know how far you're going to fall and when you're going to land. Yes. So uh, when did you officially open? April 24th was our official first day open to the public. Okay. So you are open on uh, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays? Every day except for Monday. We're Every open. day but Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're here today. Yes. Okay. That sounds great. Right. So you have some events that you do as well, right? We do. We have uh, live music on the weekends where we want people to come out and play covers and their own songs. We had uh, live music a week ago. We have live music coming up this weekend. So uh, for Father's Day weekend, if nobody's doing anything on Saturday and they want to come out and taste some great wine and enjoy some live acoustic music, please come on out. Do you do wine tasting? We do. We do a wine tasting for uh, $12. You get to taste all of our wines and you get a glass to take home. I want to do that. Well, come on. I think Cynthia wants to do that too. Okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna hop on that, whether it's Dad's weekend or not. And we're not far. We're just right up the road here yeah. between North Loop and 3083. So. Okay, and you have a wonderful Facebook page because I know the community is talking about you. We do. We in do a positive have, way. Yeah, we've <laughs> had we've had a lot of um, uh, very positive feedback on Facebook and through our Google reviews as well. Uh, we have a volunteer uh, that helps us out with our Facebook page. She does fantastic work. She's a rock star for us. We would not be where we are today if it weren't for the volunteers that come in and pour wine for us on the weekend. Really? You have volunteers? Absolutely. That kind of sounds like a fun thing to do. They have a blast. And it helps us out a great deal because it frees us up to do, you know, wine things and go out and talk to people, explain, answer questions and things like that. For instance, we were were bottling all day yesterday. And so we had to call on volunteers to come in and, and man the tasting room and and pour wine and, and be the, the spokespeople for our business. So, Well, I have one of those little certificates. What is, I can't think of what it's the called. The TAB certificate. The TABC. Yeah. So does that mean I can come in and pour wine? Absolutely. It does. Ooh, Cynthia, do you have one of those? You do not. Okay, well, you need to hop on that and get that so you can help pour wine. It takes about 15 minutes to get. It's about $8. Yeah. So has our local um, wine columnist been into your place? Mr. Ron Sikowski. Mr. Ron Sikowski. He has. He has. He's been very helpful. He answered a lot of questions when we were first getting started. He got kind of busy with some some other projects he was doing. But, sure. But, yeah, he's uh, he's been very helpful. We're grateful for all of his help. So did you guys participate in uh, the wine week last week in the Woodlands? We didn't. We didn't get to it soon enough. Uh, but we did submit four of our wines to the Lone Star International Wine Competition. I saw that. And all four of them won medals. So. That- that is wonderful, don't you think? I mean, how exciting is that? You guys just opened. Oh, it's, we, we're extremely excited about it. The, um, and, and most importantly for the blends that we put together, uh, receiving such high awards in that competition, um, the straight varietals are good, but the, the wines that we blend here in-house in Conroe, Texas, uh, 
two of them, one won a gold and one won a silver in that competition. So, well, that's very exciting. So how did you get involved, Chris? Well, I also was, uh, do you have a blue epiphany too? Well, I I also (laughs) was, was a law enforcement officer and, uh, looking to get out of law enforcement. It was just, uh, that point in my life. Um, and asked James for a letter of recommendation. James was my sergeant at the sheriff's office. Asked him for a letter of recommendation, and he said, well, I think I have something for you. So that's how I got involved. Wow. Yeah. So it's going well. Very well. We're, we're happy with our decision. Very well. Well, I'm going to try to make a point to go out there this weekend and check it out. We hope Maybe so. Maybe Friday. Who knows? Do you normally drink reds or whites? Reds traditionally but I'm not opposed to whites well, <laughs> or rosés or any of that, anything in between. Well, if you like, uh, I don't like it real, real sweet. Then we're going to get along fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're very heavily French influenced at our winery. Uh, all of the varietals we use at the winery are French varietals. Um, we are ourselves bold, dry red wine fans. Yeah. Traditionally, I like that. Yeah. So as oh, very James good. said, we will get along very well. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So tell me the hours that you're open. Well, they're kind of spread out, but uh, we're open 11 to 9, Monday through Thursday, uh, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, and noon to 8 on Sunday. So we're open pretty late, so we get a that lot of... That is pretty uh, late, especially on Sunday, but in, that's good. In the in the weekdays, we get the uh, after 5, after 6 crowd to come yeah. in and get a glass and unwind, so that's great. And you're members of the Conroe Chamber, right? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You should do that and have a fun after five. Yeah, we've we've spoken Ooh. with Beth a couple of times. Yes, so. yes. Get on the calendar yeah. so that people come there after yeah. work. Yeah. That would be a fun thing. Yeah, we okay. we we like events. We have uh, several scheduled and and trying to schedule more. So, so how would somebody get involved if they were a musician and wanted to uh, connect with you? I would say the easiest. Uh, Probably at this point is just send us a message on Facebook uh, okay. with contact information and, and we'll reach out to them. So. And, and what days do you have the live entertainment? We we would be willing to schedule Anytime. it any day. Yeah. Okay. Y'all are pretty open. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So what is the name of your Facebook page? Blue Epiphany? It is. Yep. And your website? BlueEpiphany.com. That is so good. <laughs> it makes life so much simpler. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to let y'all go right now, and we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors and come right back with the Office of Emergency Management and Hurricane Preparedness. I'm Margie Taylor, Conroe Culture News. Are you suffering from lower back pain, migraines or headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, or joint pain? Are sports injuries, herniated discs, or complications from pregnancy diminishing your quality of life? Then visit Rogers Stein Chiropractic at 3303 West Davis Street in Conroe. Their staff, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers, Dr. Brian McGee, and Dr. Martha Manzanares, are experts in providing safe, effective, and affordable approaches in spinal care designed to stop your pain. With unparalleled service and proven treatments, Rogers Stein Chiropractic is your choice for pain relief. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N chiropractic.com. Rogers Stein Chiropractic is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. And we are back. We're going to let the wine bottle still sit here. We may have to open it up and drink it. I don't know if Dick has any wine glasses or not. We might have to just pass the bottle. What do you think? I think it's a great idea, but um, I probably should take off of work at uh, this point. Yeah, I guess I'm so. I'm still working. <laughs> so, uh, so, Cynthia, you are with the Office of Emergency Management and Homeland Security for Montgomery County. And you are the public information officer, correct? Yes. Okay. So, what public information can you tell me? <laughs> about hurricane season so i mean we're in hurricane season i know started last week but we don't have anything going on right now right at this time no um we just monitor everything and make sure that there aren't any hurricanes um we get briefings from the national weather service 
whenever there is something, but at this time there's nothing in the Gulf. So we're good. So let, let's go backwards before we go forward. Okay. Harvey, how soon did you know and what did you guys do to get ready for that? Okay. So Hurricane Harvey, um, we knew that there were, it, that he was a tropical storm or that it was a tropical storm um, about five days out. And then it turned into a hurricane very quickly. I think that it was probably 48 hours. It went really fast. Right. It was like. very, very fast for us. Um, and we didn't really know where it was going to hit until about 48 hours out. Um, so that's why we are this year. I mean, we do it every year. We promote preparedness. But this year, we're really trying to get people to understand that it's it's now now's the time. To don't wait till the last minute exactly. when it's two days before it hits. Exactly. Cause we don't know how fast it's going to come. I mean, obviously we've seen that. I think and we had it, some lessons learned though. I hope so. <laughs> I surely hope so. So, um, I know you were very involved with that and giving out information and doing things with the TV stations. And, you know, you were in the middle of a political campaign, so to speak also at that time. And so you had to put on your other hat of taking care of, the county and getting out that information. So was that pretty stressful? Uh, yes, it was. Um, so my political hat went to the, that, by the yeah. wayside. Um, oh, of course. Definitely, you know, taking care of the county was my, my priority. priority at that time. So um, it was it was stressful. You know, we, we put out press releases as often as we could with the newest updated information and make sure that people were safe. We, that's our, our priority is to make sure that our the public and the first responders are safe. Of course. So now is a good time to prepare. And you have a list of different things they can do, don't you, on their on your website? Yes. So um, our website's mctxoem.org, and we have emergency supply lists. Uh, we have what to do before, during, and after a hurricane. Um, it just kind of gives you a step-by-step, -step, you know, from hours to days to weeks before um, and we also have a family plan, how to make your family plan, because everybody should have a, a plan. Because you don't know when that, where you're going to be when that hurricane hits. Hopefully you'll all be at home, but if not, then you have to have a plan for your family. And Such you, as a meetup kind of thing? Exactly. A meetup, who you're going to call, uh, make sure that you have numbers for out-of-town family members so you can call them and let them know that you're okay. Um, just That's a great idea. What you're going to do, if you plan on staying at home, how you're going to do that. All of the supplies you're going to need to shelter stay at in home place. and shelter in place for seven to 10 days. Um, and if you don't plan on staying at home, make sure that you have a plan on how you're going to get out of town. Um, what, what route are you going to take and make sure that your family out of town knows that you're coming. <laughs> yes. <that would> be <laughs> make sure that they expect you. <laughs> so some things that you have done uh, to improve the communication throughout the county and let residents know what's going on. Did you have that live roadmap closures on your website before or is that new? Um, we started that probably two years ago. Okay. Um, and then during right before Hurricane Harvey, we put it live on it's um, live I, all the time, isn't it? Or is it not? We, we we do try to keep it live all the time, but it's not. So it's only it's only current whenever there's road flooding or hurricane or something that you something know, causes that us people to have, would right, need to look at natural disaster that causes us to to have to put up road closures. So let's say in January when we had that uh, unusual snow. Yes. Did you use it for yes, that, ma'am? You've been a busy girl, haven't you? This we, last year we have. <laughs> Unusual our, things. Our office has been slammed for the past probably three years. With, Crazy. With, you know, the 2016 flooding, tax day flood and the Memorial Day floods, um, and then the hurricane and then the ice. You know, I mean, we just, we have to. You have to be ready. Be ready. You have to be ready. So uh, you also have a new thing that you could, or maybe it's not new, how they can sign up for alerts. Yes. So how does that work? Also on our website, there's a link to sign up for MCTX alerts. Uh, it's Smart 911, and that all goes through the emergency services. So with Smart 911, you sign up with all of your household information. You can put as much or as little information in there as you would like. And whenever you have, if you ever have to call 911, um, your profile pops up on the dispatcher screen. So then they have all the information that you're giving them, That's whether helpful. it's you have pets or you have 
a mother at home that's 98 with dementia, if you have babies, whatever Whatever. information you put in there, they have that information and they can give it to Mm -hmm. the first responders. So through that portal, you can opt in to receive emergency alerts from our office, Office of Emergency Management. And that will help us when we send out an alert to the public, you get that information, whatever it might be. And it's a good tool, even if some of your neighbors have it and you don't, I mean, everybody should have it, but that way it's a good way of getting it out. And it's texting alerts, right? Is it yeah. texting? Or You can get text, you can okay. get phone calls, you can get email. Because you, even you when your phone often. isn't working or internet's down, you can usually get a text, I think. So that would work right. pretty well to know what's going on because during uh, the disastrous situations, a lot of the utilities may not be working, such as during the hurricanes and tropical storms and all that. And so when people are out cleaning, let's say in some of these flooded areas like uh, River Plantation or that, they may not get the messages of what's going on. Right. So um, if you, if, if you're out and about and your neighbor gets a message, they might, you know. Well, I'm sure they would go over and tell you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, what we really would like to see is most of the the citizens do it. Register for this service because it not only gives emergency management that information, it also gives 911 and the first responders information pertinent information that if they have to come to your house and you're a diabetic and you call 911, then it they saves have time. That. It saves time and it saves lives. So what else have you got going on? <laughs> so tell me some of the things on your emergency supply list. Okay. So um, I'll tell you some of the basics. We tell people to get um, seven to 10 days worth of supplies, one gallon of water per person per day, uh, that's, that's a lot of for, water. That's for drinking water. That's for um, a real quick spit bath, um, washing your dishes, that kind of stuff. So it is a lot of water, but you're using it for a lot of things. It's not just for drinking. Um, five to seven days supply of non-perishable foods. Don't forget can openers and other utensils. Um, if you have people with special needs, infants, um, those are, you know, you make sure you have diapers and you have formula and um, baby food, all the things that the children will need as well. Because as we know, when you go to the grocery store right before a hurricane, the shelves are empty. Absolutely. So if you have to have that kind of special need food, then get it now because now they're not. Um, you know, batteries, make sure that your phones are charged at all times because if you don't have a way to charge it, then you don't have a way to communicate. Well, you can get those little chargers too. um, Yes. So that you can supplement when your phone dies. And if you charge them now or have a few of those, then they'll are ready whenever you need them. Absolutely. And if you have a generator that you bought last year or two years ago, um, start it up, make sure it's working. If it's not, have it serviced so that it will work whenever you're ready to use it. Um, Make sure you have gasoline. Because that's a big one. When it comes time, again, it's usually gone whenever you need it. So, you know, just those things that you don't think about. Right. Make sure that you look at our list so that you can kind of figure out those things. So what about tornadoes? You guys do tornadoes. Yes. Uh, We do. You haven't had one. (laughs) You haven't had one. But I'm just saying, so do you have any recommendations for like tornadoes? Because that's very sudden. How would you get out the message? The same way? The same way. So the National Weather Service. Yes, they send out their messages through our alert system, which is Rave Alert. And um, if your area is, it looks like it's having tornadic uh, behavior, right, in the area, then they will send out a polygon to that area. And you will know that. What's a polygon? Okay, so <laughs> they have the ability. It sounds to, like chemicals. <laughs> they have the ability to go on a map and draw where most of the activity is happening. And so they'll draw where that activity is happening and they will send out an alert just to those cell phones in that okay. area. Okay. So whether you are. So it's geotagged kind yes, of. Okay. Yes. So whether you are, whether you have registered with Smart 911 or not, you will get that weather alert. That's why you get a lot of weather alerts from the National Weather Service. Right. So you will get that weather alert. Okay. And what you need to remember is if you're getting it, then you're in an area that's prone to either flooding or tornadoes or whatever it is that they're alerting. Um but take notice. Exactly. <laughs> take notice, get indoors, get off, you know, get off the, the 
Don't be on Lake Conroe or, exactly. or any of that. Um, with so anyway, on. they'll send that out <laughs> and hopefully we don't see a tornado, but that's, that's what they're alerting people about. What would be most helpful to you from your office? From, from the residents, how could, how could the residents make your job easier? Anything? I mean, because I know once you're in the middle of a disaster, you're working hard to get out the information as fast as you can in the best way to reach all the people. So what would make, what would enable you to do your job better? So I get out the that, information. I think that, um, you know, following us on Facebook, on our Twitter, you know, just keeping up with us. You have Instagram too, yes, don't you? Yeah. So all those things that everybody's always paying attention to on your phone, put that as in see first, maybe. Absolutely. So that you can see what's going on when you need to know. <laughs> yes. Um, share our information. Um, go to us for your information. If you need any updates or anything, you know, we during a hurricane, we are as updated as we can be. You're on top of it. Yes. So um, I did share that on Conroe Culture News and, you know, that people need to go to your Facebook, to the Facebook page and see things and see that um, they need to register for Smart 911. I mean, it only takes a few minutes. It's not that big a deal. They can add photos in there. So those are some of the things that are very important. I mean, if you're looking at your phone and Facebook all the time, might as well have alerts as to what's going on around you. Yes. Just makes sense. It does. Um, it's... It, it's a, a resource and a tool that we've needed for a really long time and we have it now and people need to utilize it. Does Andrea still go off and uh, yes. talk to people about this? Yes. It's her, communicates it's her baby. Things. It's her public, you know, yes. she does public education on it and she does an Great. excellent job with it. We just still need, we still need a push. So do you have any upcoming events where you're getting out information to people? I know, didn't you recently have an event? Um, about hurricane preparedness, the, possibly. The Woodlands had one last weekend, a preparedness mm -hmm. affair. And I think they're over at this point. I think I don't they know. are. I don't know. Right. So the season goes on till November 30th, too. Yes. We don't generally have anything going on in November. It usually hits August or September in the past. Right. Those are the most volatile months of activity, probably because... It gets so hot and so humid and stirs up things. Seems mm -hmm. like, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> Anything I'll, else I'll you want to the meteorologist? I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So, um, what else have you got? That's it. Um, you know, pay attention to our Facebook, our website, and you know, mctxoem.org. You will find all your okay. preparedness it's easy to information. Google. It's easy to find, and we have lots of maps on there. You have a lot of information. You even have FEMA information and mm -hmm. people are still needing assistance and things like that. You have all the information on there, where to go and resources. I did look through that. Yes. So a uh, lot, of, lot of good stuff. And so tell me about Homeland Security. Do you deal with that at all? Um, my role in that is to go to regional. That's more of a re re regional collaboration effort, um, my part of. Representation. Yeah. So we go and um, we maintain plans that are regional and not necessarily local. And so that's mm -hmm. what I do with the Homeland Security part of my job. Okay. Well, our uh, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office is going to be on COPS tonight. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yes. And I understand that used to be Spike TV and now it's Paramount TV. I don't know what that is. Maybe we could Google it and find out. <laughs> but they're a good partner. Sheriff's Department is always a good partner with... Um, the Office of Emergency Management, as the uh, county judge's office is. Nobody's listening over there. <laughs> and uh, then there's always a good bottle of wine. So <laughs> and the guys who are in law enforcement have opened up a winery. So everything's connected. So, again, uh, you can go to their Facebook page, which is mctx.oem, or their website, which is mctxoem.org. Uh, you can access it by just googling montgomery county office of emergency management very easily and we will have a link to this show also of course if you're listening live you can hear it and listen to it now so thank you cynthia thank you and uh, i appreciate you coming on the show and telling us to get ready for hurricane season you know we need to do that absolutely
Okay, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our last ga- our last guest, Jay Stittleberg, who is the nominee, Democratic nominee for county judge. I'm Margie Taylor. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast FM and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Okay, we are back on this Monday, June 11th, kind of mid-June. We're kind of in the midst of summer here, but we're not officially summer, in case you're wondering. We're still in spring. (laughs) Downtown Conroe, FM 104.5, 106.1, Lone Star Community Radio, and this is Conroe Culture News. I am Margie Taylor. So our last guest today is Jay Stittleberg. He is the Democrat nominee for Montgomery County Judge. Welcome, Jay. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Thanks have you ever been me. here, Lone Star Community Radio? I have not. It's, it's the my first. first time. Okay. Well, Dick is a great guy. Dick has been running this uh, program shows for over four years now, I believe, and it's rocking and rolling. Great. Of course, we're Facebook Live too. So, you are running for county judge. That's yes, a ma'am. big endeavor. Yes, it is. Are you having fun? I'm having a great time. You're always smiling. Well, you got to be positive when you do. Well, these things, you right? do. You do. So that's a good thing. So um, I have lots of information on you, but go ahead and tell me what's your experience, what's your qualifications, who is Jay? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I grew up in Northern Illinois uh, to a single parent household, uh, not very well off, and I worked my way. Um, I, I actually enlisted in the Navy when I was 18. I needed to, I wanted to go to college, didn't know how I was going to get there. So that was my path. Uh, worked hard and got an appointment to the U.S. Naval Academy. Uh, graduated from there in 1998. And I served as a submarine warfare officer in the Navy uh, until uh, the end of 2006. And I moved to Houston in 2007 and took a job in the oil and gas industry with an offshore construction company. Uh, and I work as a uh, project manager to this day in the oil and gas industry. Uh, I have a master's degree uh, in engineering management from Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, I'm a certified project management professional. And, uh, you know, I, I moved to Montgomery County a little less than four years ago. Uh, I lived in the Heights for many years, and uh, uh, my grandmother moved in with me in 2012, and I needed a house that had less stairs in it for my 80-plus-year-old grandmother. Uh, so I built a house uh, in East County in Oakhurst. And uh, I love it. I love the neighborhood I live in. And uh, it's a blessing for me to be able to, you know, help my grandmother out. She helped me out a lot when I was young. So uh, just returning the favor. It's all about family. It is. So you've been here four years, I heard you say. So what made you decide to get into politics? It's not an easy endeavor. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I knew when I got out of the military that uh, at some point in my life, I was going to run for public office. Um, I, I really enjoyed public service being in the military. Uh, it was my honor to do it. And uh, I know public service uh, is all about giving yourself to the community. I think the community is really important. Uh, and it's the lifeblood of our economy. It's the lifeblood of our country. And, uh, you know, I think we need to have good elected officials in office to, to keep everything moving forward. So it was never a question of me of whether I was going to run. It was when. The um, county judge is like at the top up there. So you're ready to just take that leap, kind of like the guys who started their their vineyard and their winery project, Blue Epiphany. You yeah. just jumped off and going for it, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I I, uh, I did a lot of research before I decided what race I was going to run in. Uh, I looked at uh, who the uh, incumbents were, who the elected officials were in in each of those races, and uh, I looked at the you know the demographics of the county, uh, and and made a decision that I wanted to try to you know, capture all the demographics that are within the county instead of limiting myself to a precinct. Um, and 
So I chose county judge, and I, I think it's a great position. I think it's a position that a lot of people don't understand what it actually does. Um, and so I'm, I'm really enjoying meeting everybody in the county and, and hopefully educating some people on, on what the job of the county judge really is, because the name is a little bit of a misnomer. It is. And they are the head administrator for all of the county. That's right. And so they work with the different uh, precincts and the commissioners that are also elected and serve four-year terms and different intervals uh, to, they have to work together. It isn't just about one precinct because it can make decisions for the whole county. Correct? That's absolutely right. And so you have a platform, though, that you're embracing and what you're working towards. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, my platform, I have four main points that I really talk about uh, in my platform for my campaign. One is that I think everybody deserves uh, a responsible and transparent uh, budget, which ultimately leads to the county's portion of your property taxes on your home. Uh, I think everybody deserves accountability from the vendors and contractors that get contracts to work for this county so they can see how their money's being spent. Uh, I think every uh, precinct and every citizen deserves a road projects plan, and I'm going to work with the commissioners uh, to develop a road projects plan and put it out there so it's on the website. So if you live in whatever precinct you live in, uh, you can go to the website and just see what all the projects are, whether it's a road bond project or a non-road bond project, and see what the status of those are. Do you think that's visible now? Uh, I, I I don't. If it is, uh, maybe maybe <laughs> a, a precinct has it, but you know it certainly shouldn't be a secret. I think uh, I think that's one thing that the citizens and voters really don't like is when they can't get answers to simple questions. Um, but last and most important, I think the county needs a strategic plan. I have not seen one, uh, and I think with the tremendous population growth that we have in this county, and we want to continue to build our economy and, and grow it and sustain it and bring businesses to the county to bring more jobs. And ultimately, the goal is to, to have people raise their kids, go to school, they go off to college, but we want them to come back and live in Montgomery County and raise their family and have their kids do the same thing. Again, it's all about community. And I think that uh, we can responsibly do that if we have a strategic plan on how we're going to handle these things in regards to public safety and infrastructure and development. I think that sounds real good. And I think that's what a lot of people want is exactly what you're saying. They want to see transparency. They want to see accountability. Uh, They want to see what's going on in our county government. And of course, they want to lower property taxes because especially has gone out hit the roof right mm-hmm. now at this point. Ironically, my mortgage is going down and I really don't know why that is. So <laughs> I just won't even talk about that really. But, so in ethics and integrity, That's ethics right. is a really big thing. So how is your platform different than the Republican nominee, Mark Keogh? Well, you know, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily do research on my opponent. I, I run my my campaign on the issues that I see in this county and what I think that the citizens of this county want to, to, to see and have. Uh, and I encourage people, you know, I know it's uh, uh, this uphill battle with the fact that I'm a Democrat uh, running in a, and you're in, smiling in a, and you're in a Republican county. Uh, so how but, do you feel about that? Well, like, the truth it about it is... doesn't look like it's hurting you at all. Like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the truth about it is, is I think people should vote for candidates and, and not parties. And, not and I've, I've done that my yeah. whole life. And I think it's important because in some races, the best candidates may be a Democrat. And in some races, the best candidate may be a Republican. Uh, And especially for these county races, which I really feel that they should be more like city races, uh, city council or mayor races where they're Mm -hmm. nonpartisan. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just run and you run on your platform and people vote for the best person. The best, Um, most qualified person. It's kind of like another job. You don't ask the person if they're Democrat or Republican when they come in for a job application, right? right? That's (laughs) absolutely right. You know, and and so, you know, I think my approach is is one that I think a lot of people can uh, can understand and they they, they can run with me with, Um, you know, the the fact that I have a D after my name uh, shouldn't really matter at all. Because, again, this this job is about the accountable, transparent spending of your tax dollars. This job is not about policymaking. It's not about lawmaking. Uh, it, it's all about being uh, responsible with your tax dollars. Um, so, you know, when it comes down to it, if you're worried about your pocketbook, I think I have a good message for you. So have you seen what, what drove you to this position, though? You must have seen some issues that you felt were worthy of tackling and using mm-hmm. your time effectively. Sure. 
Sure. So, I, you know, the truth is when I I was initially approached and asked to, to run for county commissioner, I live in Precinct 4. I was asked to run for commissioner in Precinct 4. So I really started paying attention to how the commissioner's court was running and how everybody was voting. Um, and certainly how, you know, that the county judge and, and uh, the commissioner for Precinct 4 was was doing their jobs. Um, and honestly, after I did that research, I, I kind of went back and talked to some folks and I said, look, I said, I know what uh, the, the politics are in this county. And I said, I, I, I don't think I have the best chance at the Precinct 4 race. I think I have the best chance at the county judge race. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't see that things were terrible and running off the rails in the county. I mean, we, live, we have a great economy in this county and we, you know, we really want to keep it going. Uh, I, I think the bottom line for me is I, what I would see in feedback is people just get upset and irritated when they're not getting answers to simple questions. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, here's my demand. And if you don't meet my demand, then that's the end of the day. You know, it's politics, the way politics should work is we should be able to roll up our sleeves and we should be able to sit down with our differences and figure out what we can't accept and what we can and, and come up with the best solution. Uh, you know, I tell everybody, you know, that that's how Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill did it. And that's how uh, Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich did it. And, and they did it by rolling up their sleeves and working across the aisle. And, and that's how we make the community the best we can possibly make it. So, you know, I carry that philosophy over to the, the county judge race. And I don't I don't care if people are Republicans or Democrats. I'm willing to work with anybody. I mean, we may have political differences, but that that doesn't define you know who who for example I choose as my friends right I, I choose my friends based on actions ability and character absolutely uh, not you know what kind of political <laughs> views they have I, I agree with that wholeheartedly <laughs> in fact um, having worked in politics myself some of those people are just not nice people <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. and it's unfortunate it turns into that right and yeah. and and, and <laughs> You know, we're, we're not going to excel as a, as a community and excel as a county if, if we get ourselves in these little silos and keep fighting with each other. You know, we have to learn that we have to work together. Uh, some people are going to like some things and some people aren't. And unfortunately, that's how life works sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know, you can be assured that uh, if I earn your support and I get elected to this job, that if I make a decision that you don't like, I, I will be available for you. I'm, I'm doing town halls all over the county right now. I've been doing them for months. And, I'll, I'll, and, and if I get elected to this job, I will continue doing them because I want to hear from people that, you know, maybe disagree with what I'm doing so I can better understand where they're coming from and hopefully they can better understand where I'm coming from. I'll never be afraid to answer a question of somebody who doesn't uh, like or uh, appreciate something that I've done. Okay, I have a couple questions that have come up sure. that I'm thinking. So do you think you'll be having some debates with Mark Keogh? I certainly hope so. <laughs> I, I will challenge Are him. Are there any on the calendar at this uh, point? Not that I know of at this point, but I will certainly challenge him to as many debates as uh, he's willing okay. to come to. And I know that you've been around the community because I've seen you mm -hmm. in a lot of places. And of course, you're a Woodlands Chamber member, and mm -hmm. I assume you'll probably be at the breakfast. I think it's tomorrow. I think it's maybe it's Wednesday. It's this week. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm still on Monday. Um, so you are very transparent and mm -hmm. out where people can see you and meet you and things like that. Absolutely. So do you feel that uh, it will be a um, there will be if you were elected to the position, what will the transition look like with the co present commissioners and new commissioners mm -hmm. coming in? How do you think the flow will go? Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't see that there'd be any issues with it. You know, I, I'll be on, I, I've talked to every commissioner that uh, currently sits on the commissioner's court. I've talked to the county judge that currently sits mm -hmm. on the commissioner's court. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that w we all have common goals to make the county the best county it can possibly be. And, you know, because we might have some political differences on some things, uh, we can have those. That's, that's, again, how life works. I mean, I have friends that I have staunch uh, differences in political ideologies, but, but we're still best friends at the end of the day. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, to me, it's all about communicating with each other, talking right. to each other and getting the job done. I yeah. mean, you know, if we just would sit down and get the job done and quit fighting with each other, it's amazing how much better our lives would be. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so can you tell me when you have an upcoming town hall or an event, something else that's on the yeah, calendar sure. at so this point? My next town hall is actually on Wednesday, the 13th. Uh, it's in this e week. It's this week. It's in East County. It's the Los Cucos. That's in between uh, Kingwood Drive and North Park Drive. 
uh, on the uh, east side of 59 there. It's at 630. I think I saw that. Uh, so that's that's my next town hall, and I know that the next one's a couple weeks down the road. I'm sorry, I don't have uh, right off like the top me, of my head. Like me on Monday, I'm still stuck on Monday, right? <laughs> that's right. But uh, okay. yeah, I, and so you're I, going out throughout the county. I to am. I've places. had I've had town halls all over the county. I've had them in Magnolia, Montgomery. Uh, I've had them in East County and Porter and New Caney, and I've had them in the Woodlands. Um, I've had them in Splendora. So uh, I'm trying to get to. I know some of the upcoming ones are in Cut and Shoot and. Uh, Willis. And uh, so I'm trying to you get just to, give that to somebody to put on your schedule. Right? I, I, I do have a team that plans these things <laughs> for me. So <laughs> it, it really helps me they out a lot. They just tell you when and where and you just go. That's right. And hopefully they tell me <laughs> when and where is the right time. Okay. So do you have any endorsements at this point? Uh, no, I, I'm working on them. You know, again, I, you know, for me, it's about getting my name out there and getting name recognition. I'm trying to get people to, you know, know who I am and understand what my positions are and, and what I want to do for Montgomery County. I mean, I really feel that with my leadership from my military background and my, my work as a project manager that, you know, we can make Montgomery County the number one place to live in the United States of America and the best managed county uh, in the country. Uh, and all it takes is for us to sit down and do some work and, and, and not fight with each other and, and come up with solutions. That's the best for all the citizens of this county uh, so that we all can go about our lives and, and, and hopefully don't have to worry about, you know, how our money's being spent because we have uh, the trust in our county government that they're doing the right thing with our tax dollars. Have you had experience working in politics? I have not. This is uh, my okay. first venture into politics. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, I've dealt with politics being in the military. You know, a lot of people think sure. that when you're in, you know, in the military, you don't deal with it. But as an officer in the military, you certainly do. Um, certainly when you get to the higher levels uh, of the military, you, you definitely deal with a lot of politics. So a lot of similar experiences, you feel. That's right. And, uh, you know, in the Naval Academy, I think instilled a lot in me. I mean, there's so many great graduates from the Naval Academy that have come to the political world. Uh, some people may agree or disagree with uh, how they did in their jobs, but Jimmy Carter is an example. He, you know, he may not have people may not have agreed with his policies and positions, but he's probably one of the best human beings that's ever existed on the face of the planet. Uh, and John McCain, he, he uh, is an exceptional human being. Uh, he's a war hero. He's somebody that I look up to and I always have. I heard him speak several times when I was a midshipman at the academy. Uh, you know, and, and again, it doesn't matter party that that doesn't matter to me. I think people that have gone to a military academy have instilled in them what is important and what public service means. And, and public service is about the community and the citizens. And it's not about you. So. Well, that's great answers. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what else do you want to tell people? Anything else? Hey, uh, well, we just heard we what we heard before. I, I certainly want to encourage people to make sure you have your uh, hurricane disaster kits ready because you sure. never know when it's coming. And, and certainly with the unfortunate incident we had the other night with the fire in Conroe, you check your batteries and your fire detectors and make sure they're working. Oh, yeah, that was very sad. Um, because, you know, it's very unfortunate when somebody, uh, you know, loses a life and especially when it's children. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's uh, fortunately it's a nine volt battery sometimes. Um, so we want to make sure those things and those having the, having the family things. plan is really important. No, nowhere idea. to meet. Uh, uh, if you have something come up in your household, mm -hmm. meet in the driveway, whatever it is, just make sure mm -hmm. everyone knows where to go. Um, because it does help save lives. So I think we're going to be seeing and hearing more from you, Jay. I hope in so. In the coming months. <laughs> I mean, November seems like a while as we're sitting here in June, but. Which it, feels it like really, August already. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's been pretty hot. May was pretty hot. <laughs> so, but I know that uh, you're going to be out in the community and uh, I look forward to seeing some of these debates. I think they're very interesting. You seem to have a good time at debates. You seem to always um, be smiling well, and not get real nervous about it, at least outwardly right. from what I've seen, yeah, is it, that you kind of embrace it as an opportunity. Well, I think that, you know, again, you know, in, in my military career, you know, my, my submarine was the first submarine to launch Tomahawk missiles into Iraq in 2003 in support of our ground troops from the Persian Gulf. Uh, when the war started, I... Even though I was on a submarine and not on the ground, I certainly saw things uh, during that time that I, I wouldn't wish anybody to see. Um, but it certainly builds the ability for uh, me to be calm. And I, I had to be able to make decisions on the spot when I was the officer of the deck. 
I mean, I was responsible for navigating a billion-dollar warship with the lives of 150 people, uh, which is a big responsibility. And and when I started doing that, I wasn't even 30 years old. So, you know, you you learn how to take in information and make decisions and not get flustered about it, because when you get flustered, that that could cost people their lives from a military perspective. Um, But in, in the civilian world, uh, being able to keep your calm and your demeanor is, is shows people that, you know, you can handle what's what's coming your pressure. way and you can handle pressure and, uh, you know, uh, make God, a decision. My, my, in my <laughs> life, I can tell you, you know, this is what I believe in. And I think God has a plan for all of us. That's what I believe, um, you know, uh, and, and I can't say anything more than that. You know, right now, this is my plan. And whether it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it, it doesn't. It's, you got to believe in it's it. It's just to go part forward. of the adventure of life, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. So. And I agree with that. I really love your spirit. I think it's uh, very positive and uh, I'm hoping it's contagious. <laughs> well, it could be. Yes. Yes. I, I do think it is. I, I think you're very uh, well respected in the community from some of the conversation I've had with other people, including mm-hmm. Republicans, that you do have a, a lot of respect for what you're doing and you're a good speaker. Uh, so, you know, what I haven't talked about is that people can find out more about you by going to your website, your Facebook page. That's correct. Your website is, is very thorough. Yes. It, it's done very well. Thank you. Did you do that yourself? I did not. <laughs> okay. I had some help. So it is jstittleberg.com, and that is spelled S-T-I-T-T-L-E-B-U-R-G. And J. Stittleberg for County yes. Judge. The number, the number four. four <laughs> County Judge. Of course, you can Google it on any of those things and find it pretty readily. But you can go to those places and find out your upcoming events, uh, speaking engagements. I know the one of Kingwood over there yep. at Los Cucos is posted on on your, uh, I think that's on both sides. Or maybe and you can follow me on page. Twitter and Instagram as well. So. Okay, Twitter and Instagram or see you around the community, um, Woodlands Chamber, things like that. So that's about all the time we have for today. And I look forward to having you on the show again. Great. So this is Conroe Culture News. I am Margie Taylor, and this is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic for a healthy, long life. We'll get back with you all later. Have a great Monday. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio network, either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.